and welcome to Dan Today, a Grey's Anatomy podcast. We're your hosts, Jasmine Petty. And Giuseppe Corallo. Thank you to everyone for joining us. Today, we're going to be talking about this week's episode of Grey's Anatomy entitled Put It to the Test. So if you haven't seen it yet, there are spoilers ahead. Uh, so to start us off, uh, Giuseppe, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Well, I'm feeling better since the last time that we spoke to each other. I mean, I still test positive to COVID this morning, so it's been a week. I'm starting to get impatient to, to, you know, to get out because right now I'm I'm at a home, but it's like prison right now. Um, so I hope that by Wednesday I'll be I'll be negative because I have a flight to catch for my Easter vacations. So I really hope that I become negative very soon. But I'm getting better. I'm, I I I think you can hear this from my voice as well, right? That I'm it's getting better. Tell me that you can feel this, please. <laughs> Yeah, your voice does sound a little bit better, so that's a good sign. That's a good sign. That's great. So yeah, I don't have a lot to, you know, to tell because what about you? Was your week more exciting? Uh, I wouldn't say it was more exciting. I was productive. Um, I got some stuff done at work. I got some stuff done around the house. I worked out. Um, it wasn't anything too exciting. It's been raining here a lot. Um, something I love the way you see, like, huh. I can say it was product. I can say it was productive. Huh? It makes us understand that it was a, like a pretty intense week for you. Yeah, yeah, it was. And because it's raining here, uh, like when that's kind of season where the weather's all over the place, you know, you couldn't really do much. I mean, you could if you wanted to, if you felt like standing in the rain. Um, <laughs> well, some people like it. There is a movie called Singing in the Rain. Some some people might like. Oh well, yeah, I don't mind. Yeah, but I mean, it's just I'm like the other day it was raining so hard that like. Amy was over and it was like pelting the window so badly like you could like it had audible noise oh my god yeah so the rain can be aggressive aggressive sometimes so yeah not um a productive week so far but not you know super you know flashy or interesting you know nothing really super special happened but uh yeah you know some weeks are like that and that's uh, that's okay okay uh, okay then i think we're ready to talk about this week's episode that we spoiler alert I loved. Mm. And do you want to start with your 30 second recap? Oh, no, before I want a spoiler alert from you, just did you love it as well or did you hate it or did you um, just. I was kind of in the middle. Like there were parts that I definitely enjoyed and I liked the overall like feel of the episode. Um, other parts I didn't enjoy as much. Um, okay. so yeah, I'm kind of in the middle on this one. Okay. Yeah. okay. I was curious because last week you loved that episode. I. I won't, I won't say hated it, but I didn't like it. And this week, I completely changed my mind. It's like, I was like, oh my God, Grayson, I don't respect. So, okay, there was a moment of spo- spoiler alert. Before we start to dive in, in the episode, do you want to do the 30 second recap? Yep, count me down. Three, two, one, go. This week on Grey's Anatomy, we find Bailey on edge as the Accreditation Council visits Grace Sloan to review the residency program, which causes her to take her frustrations out on Meredith. Richard undergoes an assessment performed by Kai and Dr. Hamilton to determine if he's fit to step back into an OR, which gets interrupted when Levi's mom suffers a medical emergency and Levi calls Richard for help. Meanwhile, Nick returns to Seattle to perform a first-of-its-kind operation with Meredith. Ta-da! So, as I said, I loved this episode and I I, I read on, online that people loved it as well. I I, I am on Reddit, the you know it's uh, mm-hmm. forum, and 
I, I, I always look for comments. I like reading what people think about the episode. And every week it's always, oh, it was boring. Oh, Grey's Anatomy has gone some downhill. Uh, it's over for the show. And then if you read the comments for this episode, every, everyone is, oh, why is Grey's, is Grey's Anatomy making us fall in love with the show all over again? Is the show ending? And I have to say that I agree. I think this episode was near perfection. I, I loved it completely. And I think it was because there was a lot of Meredith. I think it was because the story was tighter because there was an, an entire arc which affected everybody in the hospital. And so there were lots of storyline, but at the same time, every character was had an urgency in this episode and everybody was was you know uh, like afraid of what might happen next and also i think i love this episode because even though we had lots of nostalgia moments i'm talking about the flashbacks from the pilot for example there was a lot also a sense of looking forward of seeing what happens next and i'm talking about this especially regarding to meredith's characters and I will say more about this as we talk. But before I want to, I want to know what what was your general thoughts about this episode? Like I did like the flashbacks, and I did like that sense of I really enjoyed the scene where Bailey and Maggie are talking, and Maggie keeps do take, doing a double take because everything that comes out of Bailey's mouth is something she didn't know, and Bailey's like, "Oh Lord!" And it did kind of remind me of classic Grey's, where that was a common. Uh, predicament the characters found themselves in where they're going about their day at the hospital and somebody says something to them and they're going, wait, what? They're like, oh Lord, you didn't know. Um, so that felt very classic to me. I like that like somebody on the panel I'm on commented that, you know, the show's always been messy, but it used to be messy kind of fun like that. Whereas in the later seasons, it's more messy, just messy or darker. Mm -hmm. yeah. And there's a levity to that. Um, I did like that there was one kind of main storyline that everybody kind of fed into and, you know, kind of gave, you know, kind of spotlight on, on each character. So overall, I enjoyed it. Um, th the episode did also feature quite a bit of Nick. And while I was appreciative that they weren't splitting it between Seattle and Minnesota, as I've talked about before, I'm not a Nick fan this season. Um, his character bugs me. So that did kind of take away from my enjoyment a little bit because it, it was focusing a bit more heavily on him and his storyline with Meredith. And that always takes a little bit of the joy out of it for me. But mm. apart from that, I did really enjoy the episode. And I did uh, really like the, the overall uh, feeling and the way everything tied in uh, together in a way I feel like previous episodes haven't for a while. Yeah. And maybe it's not a case that this episode was written by Zone Clark which I think has been a writer on the show since like season two. So she's a veteran writer. She knows what she's writing about. She knows these characters. And I have to say that I, as you know, I love Nick. And this, this episode reminded me once again why I love him. He's such, such a great influence on Meredith's life. But before we talk about Meredith and Nick, I want to say, I want to talk about Meredith's storyline in general. I want to say that I loved everything about it and there is something that i have always loved about this show i mean how many times have i said the word loved talking about this episode anyway <laughs> i just adore when the happy when the episode have this sense of nostalgia 
and when there is this sense of you know going forward but, some, but being sometimes stuck in the past and you know this hospital has been through a lot of their years so many disasters disasters have happened to these characters to this hospital but i feel like no threat has felt so much frightening as this one because this time it's about the devastation of these scenes of this storyline because this episode feels like empty rooms of all the goodbyes that we had to endure it all these past years you know this hospital is our home our house because it is Meredith's house it has been Meredith's home for all these years if we look back at the end of season 10, Meredith was very adamant into not leaving Seattle. She didn't want to follow Derek. She didn't want to leave her house, her home. She was not ready. And now at the end of the episode, when she sees that woman saying to her husband, it's okay, you can go. She, of course, she's reminded of that time in which she said those exact words to Derek Shepard, to the love of her life. She looks at this woman saying goodbye to her husband. She listened to the same words that she has said in the past. And she turns to Nick and she says something which is, which is devastating, which is hopeful at the same time, which is she's ready. She's ready to say goodbye. And to me, it felt so powerful. And because one thing that I've always loved about Grace is how real Grace is. I mean, we have seen the Twisted Sisters, I'm talking about Meredith and Christina, of course, being so close. And we all, and, and the show had, had told us that this friendship was, you know, the most important friendship of all. And then Christina left and Meredith moved on because every time you can always move on. When we think that something is there forever, well, guess what? It's not there forever. Things change. And this is the reason why I've loved this show so much. This is the reason why, as much as I loved Meredith and Derek, I'm so ready for her to be on this next part of her journey. Because the show has always been about moving on. So to see Meredith ready to leave the hospital, to me, felt shocking. I know that she won't leave the hospital. I think this is a storyline that they're setting up for their, their season finale, which also happens to be their 400th episode. So I think it's going to be like a big storyline for the finale. I don't think she will actually leave the hospital. But anyway, the fact that she's ready and the way, in, the powerful way in which she says, in which Nick asks her, are you sure? And she says, yes, yes, I am. That was such a game changer for this character. And I was so, so again, devastated, but ready to see where all this goes. And oh my God, I want to say this again. I just love the character of Meredith. And I want to talk more about Meredith and Betty, but before I want to know your take about that last moment, that last scene, and the way Meredith looks at her past while standing next to her future. And it comforted me so much to know that Meredith is not looking at that scene all by herself, but with the person that she loves. And I also know, and I'll stop, that Meredith is making this decision as an impromptu one because she had this fight with Belly, because she's seeing so much pain. So I know things will change, but for now to see her 
such so connected with Nick is great. And also, I want to say that this is not about Meredith moving for Nick. This is not about Meredith moving for a job. I mean, of course, those are the reasons she's moving in a way, but this is all, is all about Meredith ready to move on. Yeah, I I didn't think it was a nice moment. I think that some of the the power of the moment was kind of taken away from me because, you know, the episode ends and Amy and I both looked at each other and we're like, okay, but, you know, she can't, you know, she's not leaving Seattle. She leaves Seattle, the show ends, and they got signed up for another season. So I think I think if we didn't know whether or not they were going to get another season, I think it would have been more powerful to me because then it really would have been up in the air. Is she actually leaving? But because she signed on for another season, I'm like, well, I feel like she won't actually end up leaving. Something's going to happen. So there's a setup for that. And then Amy was like, well, it might be one of those things where, you know, like maybe she signed on, but she's only, you know, she's popping in every so often or we see her over video chat. It's happened with other shows. And I'm like, yeah, that's possible. Um, but my kind of feeling when, you know, when it was announced that there was going to be season 19 was that Meredith was going to be a part of that. So I think that kind of took away from it a little bit. Um, but I really did like her line about, you know, why it's important to leave sometimes because people will always see you as the person you were, not the person you are. That was such a big part of why Christina left. You felt so relatable. You're right. That was, thank you for highlighting that line. Yeah, I, I thought uh, that that was really powerful. And that had a lot to do with why a lot of other characters have left as well. You know, moving forward, taking a new opportunity, not being recognized you know, politics, whatever, and that Meredith has stuck with this hospital and stuck with this place for so long. And, you know, Bailey's taking, I don't think Bailey really meant what she said. I think she was, obviously, she's going through a lot and taking out her frustrations on her. But I, I did think that that was a powerful line and it was interesting to see that storyline play out. And so, yeah, there were definitely moments in this episode I really enjoyed. I thought that were really, really well done. On the other hand, there was stuff I didn't like as much. But, yeah, that, that was kind of my take on... Uh, on that storyline and I, I do agree with you I, I did like Meredith's storyline and I did think that her lines were, were powerful and, and well done yeah, and also the moment in which she looks at that widow I think it was great that they, they didn't show us any flashbacks they didn't show us Meredith saying goodbye to Derek because it was not necessary you know and I love that because sometimes Grey's Anatomy hits you with an armor and this time it was also subtle I felt like and I think it was a beautiful moment. And after seven years since Derek's death, no, I think it's more than seven years, actually. I think it might be like eight years. I mean, it's seven seasons, but I think it's like eight years, something like that. Meredith is finally ready to move, to move on. And I just am completely in love with the way they're treating Meredith and Nick as a couple. They, right now they're written as the end game couple. So I'm hopeful that Speedman has already decide, decided to sign for season 19 and the way when he tells her sorry when she tells him that he shakes at night and she puts her hand on his shoulder I thought that was so sweet because Nick this character has so much depth towards him I mean he's um, a transplant surgeon he deals with death every day as every other surgeon but it's in his case in his case it's even more because he has to talk I mean, he wants to talk to the families of people who have died. So I think it's great to see this connection. And as much as I get when you defend Bailey and when you say, you know, she was in a very stressed mode and 
everything around her is crumbling, the hospital is falling down. So in a way I get why Bailey was so mean, but in another way, I don't think I will be able to forgive Bailey for a long time because what she said to Meredith was so out of line. The way she treated her when she kept telling her, you are that girl, that girl who falls around the hands of men. That was so inappropriate. And the way she brought yeah, up- she's kind of right though. Like it no. wasn't appropriate, but like the way Meredith's been behaving this season, no, like she right. is behaving that way. So like I, it was out of line for her to say it, I agree, but she wasn't wrong. I don't think- No, I don't, I'm not saying that Minnesota's about Nick, but the fact that she like drops Hayes, drops her life in Seattle, and is running off to Minnesota half the week. I can understand from Bailey's perspective and me as a viewer, I'm like, yeah, she's kind of behaving like she did in season one. And like, while that made sense as an intern, this is, you know, she's an attending now. She's a, you know, widowed mother of three. What she like, what is she doing? I never thought like she's leaving for Nick. No, Nick I'm not saying she's leaving for Nick. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that her behavior in general, I no, felt I like is like that a lot more this season. I get that you feel differently, but again, I just think that Betty told a bunch of lies just because she was mad. And this is I also- I think she was lying though. I think that was how Bailey felt in the moment, like whether it was true or not. I think that to Bailey felt true in the moment though. Like I don't yes. think she, she went in there to be like, I'm going to lie. I just no, think that no, Bailey no. was really upset. No, 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 of course. But for her, she was stating facts to her- Meredith, but I don't even think she truly believes that. I think she was again inspired by her rage. Uh, but I don't even think that Bailey feels that way. And I think that before the season ends, Bailey will apologize to Meredith. So that's not the point for me. The point for me is that she went over the line, she crossed the line, she crossed the line. And um, yeah, but how many times has Meredith crossed the line on like a bajillion things? <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, though, I mean, let's not all hate on Bailey. Like, yes, she was out of line. But But how many times has Meredith crossed the line and has Bailey covered for her? But never on a personal level. I mean, it was always about, you know, about medicine, uh, tempering with the trial. I think in a way, Bailey has always been jealous of Meredith and of the relationship that Meredith has with Richard. Because, you know, I, I think that Bailey in... She has never forgiven her for all the things that she's done because Richard has always protected her. So in a way, I feel like Belly is a little bit jealous of the relationship between Richard and Merith. And she cannot stand the fact that Merith has always a protection. She, she always, in, Ita- in Italian, we say to fall standing up. I don't know if it's an expression which is used in English as well. Do you use it? No, I get what you mean though. Okay, you get what you mean. But yeah. So, so it's I, I think it's it's about that. And and also again I'm I'm curious to see where the storyline will go. And I hated Betty in this episode, but I loved that moment in which she lashed out at Meredith because there was tension. Because I think that was good writing. So that's what I want from this show. Even when I am against the characters. Even when I hate them, I love to hate them because they're human, they're flawed. And Bailey was really, really flawed in this episode. And this is a reason why I just like the show. Yeah, I get that. I, I do think that this episode was more well-written than some of the previous ones. I do feel like you felt that tension and the humor in it throughout. So I, I do think the, the writing 
was particularly strong in this episode. I, I agree with that. Do you want to talk about the residency program review? Because I, I have a lot of thoughts on that. Yeah. I want to say that, uh, as I said at the beginning, another reason that I think this episode, why I think this episode was so strong was because it was a, a storyline which affected everybody. And it was about the residency program and the way there was this evaluation of the doctors. It was so fun to see, you know, uh, this, Ameri uh, how, how is it called? American Council for Review? No, Accreditation, American Council, something like that. What's the... The Accreditation the, Council, I think. Accreditation Council. The way they interviewed doctors was very funny and the, resp the, the response from doctors was very funny and it was very grace because it they, they kept talking about their own problems i i loved teddy's reaction she was so evasive she was like why 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 are you asking me this so and also the reaction from joe i i really loved those moments he, he felt they were very comedic and at the same time it was a, a nice way for us viewers to check up on these character storylines and understand how crazy their lives are so you say you have a lot of thoughts about about this particular storyline. Yeah, I, I agree with what you said. And I did enjoy that seeing the doctors, you know, be interviewed. I really love Joe's speech because I feel like the, you know, she made a lot of really good points. That, you know, Joe isn't always my favorite character, but that speech was really well written when like she made several good points. First of all, you know, when like when she said to the to the people that you know, like there's often like a superiority that comes from surgery looking down on other departments and said she, she's feeling that right now and she does not appreciate it. And like in that tone of like, I don't appreciate what you're saying or the way you're speaking to me. You need to check yourself. Loved that. Uh, the other thing was she made the point that like they seem to be trying to make a general statement about the program. And she was like, my path, what happened to me is not a statement on the general program, you know, as a whole, it was something I went through personally. So don't put that on Bailey. Don't put that on the program. Like you taking that and saying, you know, extrapolating and saying the program is broken because after my own personal tragedy and, you know, and process is unfair. And I don't appreciate, you know, that you're doing that either to me personally or to this program, which I really, really loved because, we saw Joe taking like ownership in that moment. And you also, and like, she was totally right. Like what, when Joe went through was personal to her and, you know, somebody else, my panel brought this up that like, you can train somebody as best you can, but if they hit a point where they no longer love their job, them staying is no longer good or healthy for them. Someone shouldn't go to a job every day they hate, especially when a life hangs in the balance Joe continuing to work a job she know, that no longer brought her joy instead of something that brings her joy when she has little lives in her hands. You know, that's basically what these people were suggesting, that she should have stayed. It was a failure of the program that she didn't stay in a job she was unhappy in where lives hang in the balance. And I like that she called them out on that and yeah. made it clear that, like, you know what? You can't make somebody else happy. You have to make yourself happy. That's what I did. Don't look down on me or this program. Um, so I really love that. That's yeah. the first thing. And the second thing that Amy and I kept talking about on commercial breaks was that like the line that cracked us up the most was like when one of the accreditors that was reviewing them uh, said something about like this program has a history of like sexual like harassment or like related complaints. <laughs> we were both laughing being like, well, there's the understatement of the year, inappropriate yeah. behavior. Right. Um, I, 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 
I really, I really laughed out aloud when uh, she said, "You, it, the sense of family is palpable." And I was like, mm, "Everybody got married with everyone else here in this hospital, <laughs> yeah, each other, ex-husbands and wives." So yeah, you can really feel their family. Yeah, there's that. And the other thing that Amy and I were commenting on was that, like, of all the people they grilled, they grilled Maggie and Winston as if they'd done something wrong. When we both looked at each other, we're like, out of all the characters and all the inappropriate relationships, those two had the like the most appropriate relationship because like they had a mutual crush, but neither acted on it because Maggie was in a position of authority. Winston was a in a position of um of being like her employee, you know, her her student. Neither of them acted on it until they were both attendings, both like he she had left that hospital, you know, they were both adults consenting, attendings, got together, he decided to move. You know, like they followed all the rules. That's what you're supposed to do. Like they were, you know, when they informed HR, you know, they were super appropriate. And these people are getting grilled. And like, as they both point out, Maggie was like, what does this have to do with the program? And Winston was like, what, like, so what? I married someone I used to work with. Meanwhile, everybody else that's married their boss, their whatever, their student, dated their student, like all that stuff, you know, they didn't get grilled in the same way. And like, <laughs> I was really proud that Maggie and Winston stood up for themselves and were like, um, excuse me, our totally appropriate relationship is not a reflection of anything on this program. Right. And like, and also like, also I think it shows their character because a lot of people would have been like, you want to talk inappropriate. Let me tell you about my sister. You know, <laughs> let me tell you about everything else. Let me tell you about the chief. Let me tell you about, you know, let me tell you about everybody else. Let me tell you about this, the past 18 years of this show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of people would have brought that in, but if Megan Winston looked at those jokers and were like, no, 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 you're not doing this. This is inappropriate. Your questions are inappropriate. I'm getting up and I'm leaving. Goodbye, I have surgery. And like walked out like a boss. And I just really love that. I love that they stood up for themselves. I love that they didn't throw anybody else under the bus. And they stood their ground. And uh, I, re I really loved that. So those were the two reactions, I guess three. So Maggie Winston and then Joe that I, I really loved out of everybody they, they talked to. Yeah, I agree with you. And I also loved uh, Joe's response. I want to say two other things about this storyline in particular. First of all, a formal thing about the montage. I think another reason why this episode was so, mu so much liked by, uh, by people, uh, including me and, and you, was because the editing was better. And you can see at the beginning when Belly starts making the rounds that we have like a montage of everyone involved. That we have a song like at the beginning like after uh, like 10 minute mark of the episode we have a song we have scenes that are in intertwined between intertwined between them so i think that reminded us of again of classic grace because that used to happen a lot in grace the music this episode was really really on point and another thing as i said before for Meredith's storyline I think this storyline of the residency program in Jeopardy is going to last until the season finale, which is the 400th episode. Um, the accreditation council said that they will come back in a few weeks, that the program is now in probation. So I think that they will come back for the season finale and it will be like a big celebratory event. And I think people from the past will be back. And I, I think it will be a great, we're gearing up for a great, great finale.
Yeah, and I have to say, like, I knew the 400th episode was coming up, and I knew we were, you know, the finale would be in a few weeks. Um, but to be honest, until you said that, I didn't realize that the finale and, like, the 400th episode were going to coincide. Like, I heard it was going to be a two-hour thing. I, just, I didn't realize those things were coinciding. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are coinciding. So I think that's going to be the main storyline, and I think Barry, at the end, will... I have this feeling, I, I mean, as you know, I don't love this idea, but I have this feeling that by the end of the season, Bailey will step down and Meredith will become chief. I think something big is about to happen to the show. And also we had movement on another storyline this episode, Levi's, uh, Levi's storyline. We saw again Levi and again, classic Grace. He was in a desperate situation at home with his mother. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, I really like that storyline because, you know, we got a lot of the things I think you and I have been talking about, Amy and I have been talking about that have been missing. Like we've kept expecting them to come up and they finally did. Or Helm finally showed up at Levi's and was like, get out of bed. Like, if you can't do this for me, like you can't do this for yourself, do this for me. Um, which to me, I like that because it wasn't, she wasn't saying, you know, get over yourself. She was saying, show up for one day and please help me save my job. Like, as my friend, I'm desperate here. I think before you move on, mm-hmm. said, in a way, I loved it. But on the other way, this is the first time she comes to visit Schmidt just because the, the rest yeah, of the Yeah, I feel season. like she must have visited him off screen, but I, feel, I wish we'd gotten more dialogue maybe about that. Right? She, she felt a little bit selfish, you know, to show up just... Because it's that. the only thing that we're seeing. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. Yes, but I did like that she finally showed up. And then the bit of the twist where we found out that his mom, Levi's mom, was the one doing the hashtags. <laughs> and that had prompted the review. And it kind of reminded me of, like, my when my dad tries to use social media. <laughs> <laughs> so cringy. Yeah, so cringy. He's been, um, he's got, like, multiple Facebook accounts. He keeps losing passwords. Like, he tried to share something with me one time, and he wound up sharing, like, a picture of our friend's dog that was at like a doggy daycare while they were away and it made it look like he was sharing it so everyone's like oh when did you hit a dog (laughs) so people still think he has a dog we don't have a dog um so yeah it kind of reminded me and his mom was like when did you know ever know me to do something right with a computer (laughs) oh my god yeah 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 right and i like that that kind of pushed levi like through his own process not you know to when he was talking to his mom saying you know these things happen and like you could see him working through his own process as he was like arguing with her Mm -hmm. so I did like that I mean I would have liked if they'd gotten him help and a psych consult and a therapist prior to that but I did like that scene and I think Jake Borelli the actor who plays Levi absolutely like killed it in this episode he was amazing you know you really bought like this whole storyline like start to finish you completely buy it and that's a testament to him selling it yeah and i hope that you know by the end of the episode we see him next to his mother i hope that the next episode doesn't start with him going back to the hospital i hope that he that he that he seeks help before i want this storyline to continue i just hope this was not just the climax of the storyline and now he's fine and he's back at the hospital i I i'm hoping to heal and to see him heal yeah, me too. I'm kind of hoping that for the next few episodes, we're going to see him like at his mom's bedside, 
and that, you know, maybe somebody will convince him, you know, as he's there, it's like, well, you're at the hospital anyway, you know, maybe somebody will bring a therapist to talk to him, but convince him to come for an appointment, you know, like I'll watch your mom, just, you know, go and something like that and him work through his process. Um, or, you know, we'll have some kind of a little time jump or something at some point after that, where, you know, they establish he was in therapy, you know, he's got a good therapist, he's doing a little bit better, and he slowly eases back into work at some point. That's, that's kind of what I'm, I'm hoping for. We know we see him heal and him go through his process because, uh, I mean, the guy needs help. I think that's pretty, that's pretty clear at this point. Yeah. And also someone who got, who got an evaluation was Richard. And I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. So we know that Richard chooses David, David Hamilton and um, Kai, Dr. Kai Bartley, because he wants an unbiased visit, right? Test. Mm-hmm. But is it safe to be diagnosed by someone who has Parkinson? This is a real question. Is it the best choice? I mean, but Richard doesn't know that Hamilton has Parkinson's, right? No, he knows about it because that the operation, the surgery was opened uh, to everyone at the at the end. Oh, right. Oh, so, yeah, I don't know. Because I the kind of feeling I got at the end when he almost said something to him was that he had figured it out. But you're right. So, yeah, I don't, I, I, like, wouldn't, I wouldn't I, say so, I, no. Like it was like a plot point. Like they needed all the characters to be at the hospital, and they came up with this idea. But it didn't feel genuine because to me, it was clear that David Hamilton was brought in just to create drama for Meredith and Bailey. But you know, it doesn't make sense that Richard is evaluated by someone who has a neurodegenerative disease. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. My kind of sense about the episode was that he didn't, Richard didn't know, but you're right, the surgery was opened at the end there, so he would have to know. So, yeah, I mean, Kai being there because, like, running tests and research and stuff in that yeah. area is her field, so that yeah, makes they, sense to me. They make sense, absolutely. And I could see maybe Hamilton tagging along or them being with another researcher, but you're right. I mean, I don't think, in the real world, I don't think they let people with Parkinson's um, who are losing their ability to operate right. have somebody else's ability to operate how you said that yeah yeah exactly it doesn't make sense and also another thing that it was like about a plot point mm-hmm. and I, I mean don't get me wrong i love the relationship between amelia and richard i really do but at the same time you can sense the fact that it was amelia next to richard and not meredith because the writers needed some Amelia and Kay inter- and Kai interaction. But to me, it would have felt more real if next Meredith was Meredith. When Amelia says, you know, he's like a father figure to me. Well, there was a Meredith line, but at the same time, I get it why the writers brought it for Amelia. They just needed the tension between Amelia and Kai. But again, these are little things that you notice and you understand when you, it's written, it's something which is more the, something that was done because it had to be done to progress the story rather than you know something that really the characters would have done so i would have loved to see meredith checking up on uh richard yeah i would have liked that too and i i yeah these are the kind of things that like they kind of bother me but at the same time since you can understand why they're doing them i feel like it's less bothersome a little bit because yeah. 
you know, you know, you can see why they're doing it. Like there's a clear reason when there isn't a clear reason. I think that annoys me more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is annoying. It, again, Amelia is really close to Richard, but Meredith is, in clo is closer. She should have been there. Yeah. yeah, or I feel like they could have also, again, I keep saying, I keep repeating this, but they could have also addressed it through dialogue. She could, we could have had Amelia show up and say to Kai, he's very important to me. He's like a father figure. He practically raised my sister. He's like a father to her. He's the only family she's got. You know, he literally is, you know, Maggie's father. Like she could have included them in that sentence. Yeah. You know, and I feel like that would have covered it. Yes, I would have liked to see Meredith actually checking up on him as well. But even if that wasn't possible, you know, in the runtime they had, you know, you could have had Amelia drive that point home and say, he's important to me. He's important to my sisters, you know, and yeah. kind of had Amelia, rather than just Amelia going on her own, being the representative of, you know, Meredith wanted to be here, but she's in a procedure or she's stuck in a surgery or whatever. And this man is very important. They could have addressed that through dialogue. A few extra seconds of dialogue would have cleared that up, I feel like. Uh, so I kind of wish they'd done that as well. I also feel like Meredith actually doesn't know about Richard's evaluation. Speaking of Amelia, we <laughs> got a glimpse of the triangle link Amelia and Kai. We got the introduction between Link and Kai. And I really hate what they're doing to Link because Link is not that person. And even though they're trying their best to make, to, to shed a negative light on Link, well, I will never hate him because again, I felt like Amelia gaslighted him. So I'm sorry, I'll never hate the guy. Yeah, I agree with you. I feel like they're trying to turn Link into a bad guy, but it's not working because Chris Carmack, who plays him, is just such a likable guy that it's not working. Like he's not Owen. Like they're trying to make him Owen, I feel like, in a way. And yeah. he's not like, he's just so goddamn likable that right. <laughs> it's not really working. Yeah, it's not uh, working. Like I'm annoyed with him, but it's like it's not really working. And especially like that scene where like, I feel like they were trying to create tension, but Link is so likable as a character, and Kai was so friendly and nice in that scene. I felt like they were trying to create tension, but everybody was just so damn nice that didn't really work for me. Because yeah. she was like, You wait, your name is Atticus? You've met Scott. Like they were just so they looked like they were on a picnic, you know, like it was just so it was too likable. Just made me more angry, uh, angrier at uh, Amelia being there, being the reason why all this is happening. Okay, I think it's time for our favorite moment, at least mine favorite, my favorite moment, our favorite quote and scene. Jasmine, what was yours? Oh, it's hard to pick a, a particular one. Um, oh, I, I, I think I have to pick a, a, a particular scene. The, the, well, it wasn't one particular scene, but it was the montage we got spliced through the episode of Richard doing the tests. Yeah. especially the one where he was like standing in front of that big box thing and he goes what, like what what is this what does this do and the little red lights came on and started whacking them yeah and someone in my panel was like i think that's a game at dave and buster's dave and buster's is like a chain restaurant um <laughs> but basically it's like the joke and kind of what it reminded me of is that like sometimes when you go to like restaurants and, and bars and stuff like that they'll have little games like that or um it reminded me there was this step on the the spider, not an actual spider, but like a button at a playdium. I went, not a playdium. It was an indoor playground. Something I went to for a birthday party. Basically, you 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 have to do things like that with your feet and your hands and, and control of that kind of thing. And so it reminded me of those things. And like that's kind of the the, the point to test your cognitive and physical ability. 
Um, so I really enjoyed that. And it did feel like, I feel like those are actual tests they would do because not hitting buttons and stuff, but stuff with your hands. I've had those kind of tests run on me when they were trying to, when doctors were trying to determine something. So that felt real to me and it, it was fun to watch. And I think, so I'd say that one. And then as a runner up, I'd say the scene where Levi, his, his mom fell down the stairs and he was switching back and forth between panicking as her son, but also being the physician he's been trained to be. That was a very delicate line to walk. And I thought uh, Jake Borelli did a great job on that. So those were kind of my two picks. What about you? Yeah, I'm going to go with two picks as well. Uh, first uh, was the Richard's speech to the people from the, uh, the um... oh that's a good one too okay if I could pick a runner-up that's also one of them I really like the speech yeah it was a beautiful speech and I love the way the flashbacks were used for, from the pilot and again as you said before if we didn't know that season 19 is coming I would have felt okay this is seriously serious finale stuff so <sighs> Again, the question for the episode to me was like, what they're going to do for the series finale? How they're going to top this? The residency program in danger, all these flashbacks from season one of a young Meredith, George, Izzy, Christina. So it's like, what are they going to do next? But I completely loved it. And, and, and then, of course, the last scene between Meredith and Nick, not just because of Meredith and Nick again, but for what that scene meant to to Meredith. It was heartbreaking and hopeful at the same time. And I could feel all the pain in Meredith's heart. So those were my two favorite moments. Yeah. And I just, something else I want to say is I had a moment when Richard was talking to them. I was like, oh no, don't tell me he's going to step down and take the fall for this. God damn it. Like so many people were involved in this screw up. No, 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 no. But then at the end there, when they came back around and the accreditor review people said that, you know, they, you could tell how hard they were trying, but the honest to God problem was the physician shortage and they had to do something about that. I I like that ending better than what I kind of, I, I had a moment where I was like, oh, they're going to do that. I'm going to hate that. But I like that better because that really is the crux of the problem is that yeah. they don't have enough doctors, which in the real world is a, is a big, big, big problem right now, especially yeah. where I live. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, we've had a family doctor shortage, like the, you know, the doctor you go to for a checkup since long before the pandemic, the government hasn't done enough about that. And now we have a physician shortage and a nurse shortage and burnout because of COVID. And, you know, it's compromising patient care. It, it really is walking clinics, everything. So it's a very, um, it's a very real problem. Yeah. Speaking of doctors who left the building. Hi, Dr. Hayes. Hi. He was mentioned in this episode. Yes. Yeah. That, that was nice. I did like the mention. Yeah, I knew that. So, Jasmine, as you know, uh, the show will be on a hiatus until May 5th. He will come back at the beginning of May with episode 16. So we have five episodes left. At the end of May, there is going to be a two-hour season finale. And then the last episode will be the 400th, as we said. We're going to take a break as well. And we're going to be back at the, at the beginning of May. So again, I repeat... The new, a new episode of Grey's Anatomy will air on ABC on May 5th. So, yeah, see you again, people. Also, also because of when that lands, the end, so the last weekend of April is when I'm recording for the Stranger Things podcast. 
when we come back, I'll be able to uh, share that with you guys, at least about the recording. I don't know when that episode's going to air. Um, But no, it's got to air in May because in May is when I believe uh, part one of season four is supposed to air. So uh, of the show. So yeah, I should have an update for all of you on that. I should be able to share it with you, which I'm super excited about. And we're excited as well, Jasmine. Yes. So that's our show. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe, like, rate, and review, and tell your friends. Our theme song is inspired by Kevin McLeod. You can find us on Twitter at DensityLabPod and on Instagram at DensityLabGraysAnatomy. Until next time, I'm Giuseppe. And I'm Jasmine. And this is Dance It Out. A Grace Anatomy podcast.